this is that drama fiend Alvi Winters, and I am here today with another analysis on film and TV. Quick disclaimer, these are my opinions and even if they might differ from yours, please respect them like I will and would respect yours. If you want to tell me your opinion, then I am on Twitter. My handle is Alvia Winters or go to alviathedramafiend.wordpress and comment or leave me a voice message. There are so many options. Now, like always, there will be spoilers. This is episode 72. We are talking about episodes 3 through 6 of The Devil Judge because your girl here is behind. I'll be there for next week's episodes or this week's episodes, well in a few days, and I'll probably post episodes 7 through 10 before episodes 11 and 12 come out. So I don't have much of a proper detailed format this time because it's four episodes and it's a lot to take in. But I want to talk about a lot of the important things that happen, the important events that happen in these episodes. So let's go. So first, I just want to talk about director Jung real quick, since we learned a lot more about her and her character was mysterious for the first couple episodes. I love that she's protecting the women from that creepy man, um, the elderly man. Uh, however, she is the one in control of the older man, which was shocking, but also a great shock. You know, it was good to see. I'm thinking that she's using him to make moves because uh, due to the table of powerful men, mostly men, wouldn't really listen to a woman because she's a woman. And she had a, she did mention it in like episode 6 to the female judge forgot her name I apologize that did you see the picture frames of all the men only on the wall so yeah I love that she is taking control she's basically the one pulling the strings but I think there is someone else who's pulling the strings who might be higher than her she is also not stable it seems she is a loose cannon and cannot be trusted obviously she's just not a hundred percent and I'll talk about more about her later because there's so much to happen in these four episodes. I don't like to talk about four episodes because in K-dramas and Korean dramas, there's so much information being told, especially in this type of drama. And it's just so much to dwell on and so much to digest and also spit back out and say it to you and explain my thoughts and what I think will happen and what I didn't or did like. So but I should have been there, but work is getting in the way but anyway let's talk about interesting things to talk about let's talk about the certain events certain things that happen in these four episodes because there's a lot Johan giving minister cha an ultimatum cha kyung hee an ultimatum to admit to something that happened years ago this was in episode three and this is Johan's reason for why he's behaving the way he is we'll talk about the fire at the cathedral so we'll talk more about the fire incident that took place but oh, this explains Johan and why I said in the beginning of my first impressions podcast episode about Johan that he's being misunderstood. Oh, that sounds like a, a trope. But he, he's just, people are assuming he's this person just because he's done a few questionable things. But no one's is actually defending him in a sense. So let's talk about the event kind of scared me because everyone was like laughing at chairman so's words and i was just like what is so funny but they were laughing because nothing he was saying was generous he's an activist who's supposed to care for the poor 
and poverty-stricken neighborhoods, and he really doesn't. He's just a creep. And I knew something was off about him when he was talking to the female judge. I'll remember her name for the next one, I promise. I knew something was wrong with him when he was talking to her. He just seemed too interested in a really creepy way. They made it obvious though, but I just didn't think he'd be that blatantly obvious by groping the waitress in front of everybody. Like, people don't really notice. They're just not saying anything. Also, at the table, this is basically rich people who despise each other, but knows each other's weaknesses, it seems. And basically, they would abandon each other for money, which they started to. Basically, going against each other is entertaining for them. You can see how they quickly try to get rid of Minister Cha, and also how quickly they basically ganged up on Kang Yohan. Even though they didn't do it to his face, they did it behind his back like they did to Minister Cha Kyung-hee with the crazy son, if you don't know who I'm referring to. Because there's a lot of names in this, and that's why I get confused sometimes, and I can't remember everyone's names. So let's talk about Minister Cha Kyung-hee's son, Lee Young-min. His breakdown at the court, I... I don't feel sorry for him and his mother abandoning her son is shocking to me sort of well at first I thought she was completely abandoning him but she wasn't it was shocking and amazing at the same time because she put her career first before her son but she was hoping that her plea with the public pretending like she agrees with Kang Yohan's decisions would basically make the public soften up until she realized you could tell she realized later on when Kang Yohan had to be on the stand that it's not about the law it's about a show you know and to perform in front of people it seems like that's what it is too she's kind of right though because some of those laws like 200 years that guy went through i don't is that even possible like i need to I need to google that but anyway <laughs> anyway i don't feel sorry for a young man why because he's a bastard also at the courts his attorney wanted to claim that he grew a fear of poor people because he witnessed them stealing at a young age at his house that's a thing all right but he wasn't in fear of them when he was scaring them by nearly hitting them with his sports car that's hate and disgust when he would just laugh at their fear and nearly killing a woman with her child in the car obviously they were lying but i'm just saying johan chose the punishment of flogging i cannot believe this I started laughing thinking it was a joke or another one of these flashbacks, but it wasn't and Kang Yohan was serious, but honestly, Young-min does need an ass whooping because he obviously didn't get it from his childhood when he was a kid and he looked so afraid. I was so happy. However, I thought they were just going to hit his behind and not his back because I thought flogging was isn't there two types of flogging? Obviously the back and the butt, but I thought it was just going to be a butt. But that was cruel though. And he needs, wow, how much, how many was it? 30? And he only had what, how many did he have? Like, I counted six maybe? It was probably more, but they didn't show it to us, all of them. I don't know. I didn't think it would be that bad, but it was. At the last hit, because then he just like basically passed out, like he couldn't even walk. But then again, who could get, who could walk again after 10 or 15 flogs in the back anyway um he still deserves some type of punishment though i don't know if that was the best one in my opinion but it was pretty cruel so let's talk about the fire at the cathedral because this explains a lot about all the characters we saw the selfishness of the rich pushing their loved ones aside to live cha kyung hee being pushed by her husband and abandoned by her husband you can see the president he wasn't the president at the time 
he was he pushed his wife out the way and pushed other people out the way just to get out the door the whole scene was horrific cha kyung he basically breaking elia's leg and then leaving her using the bench as support which damaged the girl's legs even further because maybe pushing it the first time as someone pushed cha kyung he into the girl would she probably would have still had functional legs and then made it worse by using the bench as a support to step over to leave this little girl the little girl by herself and that damaged her legs further i believe i think that was just like the nail in the coffin in a sense she effed her up and cha kyung hee who i love the actress and i hate the character who she plays really venomous evil characters sometimes most of the times but she's such a good actress and i'm entertained by how she can you can see the differences in a lot of her characters they're not always the same there's always something slightly different about them so she's not playing the same roles but anyway cha kyung hee is not a good person and johanna this home was extremely stuck he was shocked and he couldn't move the question is though who started the fire However, now we saw why Johan is mostly targeting pe these people, which is what I said in the beginning. Their selfishness got his family killed and ruined his and Elia's life. They didn't blink to save anyone. This is what I meant by in my first podcast about the drama. Kang Johan is not a bad person, but he's also not a good person. He's doing this for a reason, and we now know it's revenge. I knew he didn't have anything to do with the death of his own brother. Also, Elia hates Johan for the reason being what exactly? Rumors that Johan was the one who killed him because she thinks he's evil when clearly doesn't speak to him as much to even know him personally that he would he's not doing this for fun in a sense. Well, sort of he is. Just to the people who ruined his life though. And as far as I'm concerned, he does things by law. Like, unless it has to do with revenge. Um, yeah, but this is what I was thinking beforehand before we revealed why she thinks he's a killer. He saved her and she loved him and she still does though. She still does. Why transfer all that hate towards and anger towards Johan? She doesn't even remember what happened or maybe she has a, her own false sense of memory. Why is she so sure that Johan killed her father? I'm very annoyed with that, right? That man was her father, right? Who she who looks exactly like Kim Gaon, and yet she has a crush on. That's weird, isn't it? And everyone had a negative view of Johan because of a few bad moments. He's that evil that he killed his own brother? Yeah, right. And we heard a bit of her side, and yet she keeps saying that she heard from other people how Johan was when he was younger, yet isn't judging based on her experiences, whether it's recent or from the past, but others' opinions. It's unfair to look at it that way. But we're gonna, I think we're, we're gonna go back to that for a second though, because we did find out that there was the funding that was pulled out a week before the fire, which could be like an insurance claim in a sense when you kill someone and take the insurance. So next thing is that what Yoon Soo Hyun was telling Kim Gaon after finding out about Kang Yohan's past, where she said, it's all one-sided from Yohan's perspective. Not a quote, just something similar to what she said. However, the information she and Gaon was getting was also one-sided stories from reports and others without talking to who was actually there or the perpetrator you think did all of this, which is Kang Yohan. Once again, it's unfair to him 
They were listening to a priest who wasn't there. Well, Kim Gowan was listening to a priest about Johan's school life as in elementary school, I believe. The priest who wasn't there, though, at the time when Johan had supposedly killed a bird. But now I'm thinking for some strange reason, I was thinking that Director Jung was the one that killed it because I was still stuck on the fact that she was the schoolgirl who was being friendly to him at first. But we now know her identity. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on. Back to Cha Kyung Hee and Director Jung. Johan was trying to find out who was helping the minister and wasn't it confirmed that it was Director Jung? Of course it was. She was helping to stir the pot when it came to how gruesome the punishments would should be, like the castration one. But she was doing that because Johan wasn't doing what she wanted him to do. What she orchestrated him to do, which was not to mess with Cha Kyung Hee's son, I believe. But what is she getting in return for helping the minister? Why is Director Jung doing this? Because she likes to mess with people's lives. What is she getting out of this? I was wondering what is her role in this? And we got a little bit from episode 5, I believe. It appears that she is very powerful and is the one orchestrating the rich table that we saw in episode 3. But she's pretending that it's Director So, I believe that's his name. The elderly creep. Um... When they revealed her character and who she was back in when Johan was younger, I wasn't really shocked, even though I didn't see this coming, because we didn't see the young servant in his flashbacks, as far as I'm concerned, you could correct me if I'm wrong, so I didn't really care for that connection she supposedly had with him. Johan obviously left her out because she wasn't a major role, so I really didn't care, honestly. Um, she's not a person that should have a position in power though, I don't think, because she's too enchanted by what I thought at first was Johan, but it's greed. Isn't that their reason for pretty much everything? The rich people at the table, including the president, that it's power. They want power, they want fame, and they want entertainment because they're rich and bored and take down anyone who doesn't want to do what they say, even though they all seem to not like each other as well. By the way, I loved seeing Kang Yohan struggle to make a decision of castrating that celebrity or not. How Gaon watched him when he was trying to decide. Yohan was not showing it on his face at first, but he was showing it his actions. He was basically using the pen a little bit too hard on the notepad so it went through the notepad. He was upset and debating. So also he taps his finger when and also he taps his finger when he's contemplating or frustrated, even though it didn't show in his face sometimes. I do think that's the reason why Kim Gaon stays around Kang Yohan, because they have that connection and also plus other reasons, which I'll talk about in my STQs, speculations, theories, and our questions. This is the current problems that's going on in the sixth episode. The donation to the foundation was canceled a week before the fire, which was unlike what was stated by Johan and news that it was after the fire not before the fire so who canceled it was it someone looking for money director Jung because I don't recall seeing her at all during the fire yet director So was there when did she start teaming up with director So when did she come into this picture how old was she then because I'm confused about the ages to be honest with you because I thought um Johan's brother was older than him yet he looks older than his brother at the flashback so I'm kind of confused about what the ages were then but it, they said they did say it was 10 years ago 
but still I'm confused about the ages because you can clearly tell that Jisung is not old is older than Jin Young. There is someone else I think could have orchestrated the fire though. It's coming in a second. Just hold on. When when and how did director Jung gain control of so many people? Did she manipulate Chairman Sell, the elderly man? And then it led to completely overpowering him, maybe by placing doubt in his mind due to his religion, because he does speak a lot about religious stuff. Possibly, I'm thinking. She's very good at planting seeds and watching them grow, planting doubts, making people follow her plan unintentionally. I hate her and love her and fear her all at the same time. So it hurts my heart when Kim Gaon and Kang Yoon fight with each other. It seems like they are starting to get along so well by eating together and pushing each other's buttons and then they fight. It hurts. Who else knew right away that Kang Yohan did not attack Yoon Soo Hyun, even though he clearly threatened his friend just before? We know who it was, we found out obviously. Kang Yohan would not do that to someone who hasn't done anything wrong. Kim Gaon keeps having these doubts about Yohan and is hurting to see. He needs to trust him and know that Yohan is not as reckless like he thinks he is, or everyone keeps saying that he is. Kim Gaon needs to listen to Yohan and stop assuming. I think that since the more powerful side, which I consider them powerful because they were born rich or whatever, they had several spoons in their mouth since they were born basically. Um, since the more powerful side is pushing back, at Johan, I really think he needs Gaon and Suhyun by his side. Also, Gaon is a really unique name. I've never heard that before. Anyway, lastly, there is something bothering me about Min Jung-ho, the one that is like a father figure to Kim Gaon. I think he might be the one behind everything. Ultimately, this is just a theory with no clues, but he was smiling when Kang Johan was being forced to go up as a defendant, I don't trust anybody that's not our main characters. Basically, Kim Gaon, Kang Yohan, and Yoon Soo Hyun. So now my closing statements. We see why Yohan is targeting these people that we see him beat up on and the rich people at that table, which I mentioned earlier. They were all there, waiting for the money to be put into their pockets since it was their foundation and didn't blink to rescue the little girl in the fire. Instead, it helped to make her disabled and unable to live fully like E Young Min, for example, although she can still live her life, but a few things will be difficult, which it shouldn't need to be, but it's because of that. And also live with this anger built up in her and directed towards Johan while she should be pissed at those rich bastards. It definitely, it honestly had me in tears seeing the past, the fire at the cathedral. This is the selfish ways that humans behave when they're faced with a life or death situation. And the pandemic itself showed us this as well, with all the panic buyers and people who sold things online for quadruple the price that they got it for. But let's not talk about real life stuff though. I was in tears. The way Johan watched as the ambulance treated the rich adults and didn't pay any attention to the child, Elia. I am disgusted. And I do agree with everything that Kang Johan is doing, honestly. I live for these type of revenge dramas as spicy as this. I also love seeing the growth of Kang Yohan and Kim Gaon's relationship. Yohan is opening up a lot more to Gaon and you can see that he trusts him a lot. He's starting to trust him a lot, especially telling him the story about the past so he can stop looking at him like he's a murderer. 
This character development is showing and this is why I love this so much. Kim Gaon is also putting some trust in Johan in a way. He sort of believes his story yet he goes back and forth because he wants Johan to do good considering what happened to him as a kid and yet he be making some questionable decisions that make Gaon not trust him as much. So it goes back and forth. Gaon doesn't want Johan to become a monster so Johan has been thinking about his past a lot because of the growing bond with Gaon it seems. Gaon is my opinion. Gaon is that reminder to Kang Johan about not becoming what his father was or what those rich people are basically. I am enjoying seeing Kang Johan come out on top even with a strong force against him and then I cannot wait to see how those rich people, even the president, try to come back from the tea Johan just spilled. I can probably binge watch the episodes, well the next ones, but honestly I am way too tired. I tried to talk about everything that stood out to me. I might have forgotten a few though so from episodes 1 through 6, nothing more, please no spoilers. What do you think? Please let me know at my Twitter handle, Avia Winters, or The Drama Fiend, or on WordPress. But that is all for tonight, morning or afternoon, wherever you are in this massive world. Thank you so much for listening. Until now, it's been Avia Winters. Stay safe out there, everyone. Laters.